0: Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night. Welcome to the show. How are you? As you can tell, Damon is out tonight, so I'm sitting in the
1: big boy chair. Of course, Paul Nolan is here doing news. How are you, Paul? I am well, my friend. I am excited and really looking forward to making fun of uh, the Biden administration.
0: Yes, we'll be doing that as well as many other things, along with our pal David Zier joining us as well.
1: I'm not happy about how nice that show is. (laughs)
0: <laughs> How you doing, terrific. David?
2: <laughs> I don't know if they're birds. Or no, they're, they're maple leaves, I think.
0: You know what? S- since Slick Rick isn't here, we had David Zier come in to kind of dress up the set.
1: That's right. That's because
0: right. Uh, Paul and I are a mess.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> still wearing high school plattles.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, it is a Monday night on Real America's Voice. This Network Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Find us on Samsung TV+. Plus. Channel 1029 on all the socials, especially on the Getter Real America's Voice stream. You can check us out there. Lots of fun. Lots of good stuff going on there. Also, the uh, Telegram group. Uh, Say hello to the Telegrammers and, of course, the guys on Discord as well and the girls as well. And uh, everybody asking about uh, Slick Rick. Well, we thought he'd be back today. Yeah. And it turns out his uh, transitioning
1: is going well.
0: Yep. The physician said it'd be a little bit, it might, might take another day for him to kind of feel like he's a, uh, you know, like he's ready to rock and roll and be the slick Rick that we all know and love. So he's taking another night. Hopefully we'll see him tomorrow. In the meantime, like I mentioned, it's Paul Nolan here with me along with David Zier, and we will carry you through tonight. As Paul said, he wants to make fun of people.
1: Um, I wanted uh, to say one thing. Yeah. I've been taking my ivermectin. Okay. As I was supposed to. And remember I told you every night I was so sluggish at this time of day yeah. since I had the Omicron. And you had the uh, the, yeah, chest, the chest,
0: like a chest felt I'm telling compressed. you, man,
1: I think it's working because I feel terrific right now. All right. Good I'm to just know. Just let everyone know that. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out. Just for kisses and giggles.
2: By the way, Paul, I second your motion to make fun of everybody. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's rules in the house. All
0: good. right. Very good. Uh, there, and, and believe me, there's a lot to uh, to go over. Uh, G's got some great video for us. Also, there's a bunch of things that happened over the weekend. Uh, Everything from the convoy in Canada, which I guess the police are now turning into thieves. Oh, my goodness. As they're stealing Stealing fuel. Fuel and food.
1: And food. This is sick.
0: And then, of course, you have GoFundMe trying to steal all their money. Sick. Which is, uh, again, you know, this is is one of those things where you kind of scratch your head like... I almost feel like, uh, like the dude from Hangover. Like, what the hell is going on you here? Know,
1: and I've heard the libertarian like argument uh, from you know hardcore. By the way, libertarian party is obviously all over the place. Can't agree on anything. Uh, but <laughs> you hear these people saying things along the lines of the Joe Rogan censorship. Well, it's not censorship. It's a private corporation. But it doesn't really work that way when the government is forcing these private corporations right. by giving them all kinds of corporate welfare, all kinds of you know aiding and abetting. Uh, letting them, oh, you know, we uh, we really like you to censor them, but if you don't, wouldn't it be a shame if your company came under investigation? Right. You know, there's so much pressure from the, you know, it's like the strong arm mafia is the government, and these corporations just just the strong arm of their law. So yeah. Um.
0: A- and again, we saw that happen. I don't know if we even have the clip. Uh. And. This is kind of at a left field G, so I don't even know if you have it. if you have it. Great if not, don't worry about it. Um, of Jen Psaki, when she was asked about the Rogan thing, and she said she hoped she hoped
1: that they would do more. Yeah, which is psychotic.
0: Which is basically that's the government now now kind of dictating orders, like you said, to uh to to companies, basically saying you know what we know as a government we can't restrict free speech no. but you know as as my as my, as my colleague paulie here said I'll it would be a shame it. <laughs> it would be a shame if something were to happen to your wonderful establishment
1: right exactly right? right i mean because that's right david do you agree that it's that when the government's able to put pressure on corporations to silence people it's essentially the same thing but with the you know with a little bit of cover run it's Fordham. uh
2: it's been happening for a really long time yeah. and uh biden has been pressuring big tech to clamp down on conservative voices um it's uh it's a pseudo socialistic communistic fascistic state
1: yeah. yeah spell that i mean it really is i mean it's to see the fascists and the socialists and the communists have been interbreeding for so long they came up with this demon of a a government we have now we don't have a name for it yet COVID. (laughs) COVID is shtick
0: and and, and you know what i wasn't sure where we were going to start but since we're talking about rogan let's just jump jump into it because you know again a lot more stuff was coming out over the weekend um, and, you know, we hear about, you know, oh, well, you know, now now all of a sudden, oh, there's there's a video of him saying the N word all over the place, right. a compilation video released by uh, the, the lady that nobody can uh, tell you the, the title of one of her songs. India, India, uh, India, Aria, what or whatever her name is. Nobody can tell you what what stupid song she might sing, but oh she was like, Oh, look at this. And and it's almost like that uh it's almost like that analogy we just said. Wouldn't it be a shame if something like this happened to you?
1: Well, and when you look <laughs> at everything that was said and you cut back to everything in its context, obviously the word is offensive to ninety nine point nine percent. I get all that. Let's not even go but and no one should ever be ever be allowed to say the word okay fine What? let's leave that alone except every rapper in the united states (laughs) exactly
2: exactly.
0: and and Uh, don't worry it'll be on full display at the super bowl this weekend when snoop dogg and and dr dre and eminem and all those guys take the stage but you know don't worry about
1: it right but meanwhile if you did it with howard stern who's the champion of the left now the things he's done how the the behavior he's expressed in blackface, using the N word, making fun oh, yeah. of Whoopi Goldberg, the whole he had so many horrifyingly racist things he's done. Uh, what's his name? Kimmel has had all kinds of horrible things. He's you know what by these you know contextual standards. Right. And then Cink, uh Sigur, that jackass from um, Young Turks. Someone made a compilation video. I put that on my uh, on my getter page just out of principle. A minute and a half of him f- hurling the N word everywhere similar to what Rogan did without any context whatsoever. And it's so easy for these hit pieces. So to me, I just, it's another example of the selective editing and it's all it is, is about punishing Rogan, putting a clamps on him. Right now, after a fight, if he goes to interview a fighter, who's of a heavy melanin, um, cause I can't <laughs> say, any, okay. I don't even know what I can say. I can't <laughs> say, you know, he, that guy could be looking at Rogan. Hey, are you a racist? You know, it's all about trying to hurt Joe Rogan because these four-hour conversations of open dialogue are dangerous to the government. Yeah, go on, Rick.
0: No, go ahead, David. You were going to say.
2: Well, until Eric Adams calls him a cracker, that's okay. Right. You know, um, I've never been a big fan of Joe Rogan. I like his stand-up. He's a funny guy. Uh, But I never, like, went to him for, you know, hard-hitting, you know, uh, conservative news and And, you know, people have to take this all in context. He, um, you know, you shouldn't use the word, you know, but he was in that arena in Hollywood where he, and every time he used it on the show, we all know he's not a racist, was taken out of context. There's snippets and he was referencing things. Right. Yeah, I
0: mean, at one point I think he was talking about uh, Richard uh,
1: Pryor's first album and second album that Richard Pryor deliberately named the N word this so he could mess with white people because he thought it was funny, and his right. friend Gene Wilder agreed yeah. it was hysterical.
0: Yeah, and, and then, of course, he was talking about Sanford and Son and how Red Fox would throw that word around on the show, and it was this was this was early 70s on primetime television. Yeah. Eight o'clock at night, you're watching Sanford and Son, the number one and number yeah. two show at the time, and they're throwing the N-word around.
2: But right. Joe Rogan falls into that trap. Why does he come out and apologize? He, that's it, the it, issue. It's really terrible. I mean, he could apologize and say, listen, it was all taken out of context. I'm not a racist. You guys are, are, are disgusting for putting this video out. It was never used in racist terms. And that's it. Instead, he, like, apologizes and gets mushy. And now he's, like, finished, you know. I say he tells Spotify to take a walk.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, he's got, he's, got a, uh, he's got an offer from Rumble. I heard. Uh, Rumble came out with a a, a letter from their CEO, I guess. I think I've got a copy of it here real quick. Uh, Offering him $100 million. It says uh, Dear Joe, Chris Pavlovsky, CEO of Rumble, wrote We stand with you, your guests, and your legion of fans in a desire for real conversation, so we'd like to offer you one hundred million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship, for hundred million bucks over four years? Pavlovsky continued. This is our chance to save the world, and yes, this is totally legit. He wrote, and uh, again, the, the copy that uh, that you see right there from the CEO of Rumble, putting it out there to Joe Rogan, saying, "Look, you know what? If uh, if you got a problem with Spotify, you have a home waiting for you."
1: Yeah, you know, um, I agree and I disagree with. Uh David on the Rogan because he's not a conservative. He's not. You know, he's more liberal than he is a conservative. A lot of times I would watch his discussions because it challenged my ideologies. And I know he was always a good listener. And what he does so well in his interviews is he asks questions. He's extremely curious. And he tries to understand exactly where the guest is coming from. But it's never been an intellectual
2: dive. You know, it's fun. It's radio, podcast, TV. I I disagree with that. I've
1: watched watched so many. The thing with McCullough and Malone. were Well,
2: those were awesome. Those were were awesome. And and I I commend him for it. But that's not like his career. His career has been entertainment. And he's been brave and bold and popular and a funny guy and he has access to every celebrity i like him i'm just saying
1: but i don't align with his politics either completely yeah
0: yeah well i, I and i think that's fair to say i don't think anybody aligns with anybody's politics mm-hmm. com- completely 100 but in terms of what he's been doing is you know yeah it may not be this intellectual let's sit down and put our glasses on and roll up our sleeves and <laughs> well, talk it, about it but, but it is because but, i've watched the but Jordan no, no. peterson no I, i've I, no i'm getting to that part as well <clears throat> but it's always been you know where you can have fun but you can also hey let's get serious for a while i one think one he's evolved
2: i think he's evolved a right. lot yeah, well, and,
0: I, and i think that happens with every single person who does something like this and i think where the mainstream media f- falls right now they're they're in attack mode. Why? Because he's got twenty times the audience yep. that a CNN does. Think about that. Twenty times
1: more than twenty.
0: More than twenty on their best on their best show. They're one hour. Yeah. Maybe they get a half a million. Maybe on a good and one. And he's getting
1: eleven million. And he's
0: getting over ten million. Eleven million could be even more than that. We're not really sure.
1: And that doesn't even include the JRE clips on YouTube. The, like the te- right. seven minute highlights, twelve minute highlights. He's got a lot of influence because the dialogues are open, and and that's all I care about. And right. to me, I don't care what he's discussing. If anyone's, that's why. Like I got into it a little bit, you know, about Whoopi. I don't think Whoopi should be canceled. I don't want her to be canceled. Because yeah. to me, the more free speech is that we know exactly who you are, what you're about, and you keep opening your mouth. That at the end of the day, we'll know how stupid you are. The world will know how stupid you are. And it's just better for the cause of, of, of decency and, and common sense. I yeah. agree. I don't believe in censorship. No, yeah, I don't I, want I, the Constitution I, to work for me when I agree with it. Right. I want it to always work for me. Right.
0: And, <clears throat> and you know what? Part of me agrees with you on the whoopee, but the other part, you know what? <laughs> What, why don't you <laughs> yeah. enjoy? Why don't you enjoy what you and your people have done and what you've put together? And and now now enjoy what it feels like. Yeah, what well. you've done to other people. Yes. What you've called for for other people. Come up. It's just nice, right? With, with the Joy Behar sitting right next to you, who's who's you know behind that push 100 percent as well. Whoopi, you didn't say a word to defend some of these other people. My friend so, was you know with, what? Uh, Eat it.
2: My friend was with Judge Janine, and the, it's the producers and the staff you know so and they treated her horribly 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 Mm.
0: well you know what lots to learn lots to talk about we're off and running on a monday night we appreciate you taking the time to join us here live from studio 6b on real america's voice we'll be back we'll do some news we won't do any sports and uh (laughs) we'll continue this discussion right these words right here on real america's voice stay there All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night. Thank you once again for spending your time with us. We appreciate it as we kick off the week with David Zier sitting in my chair, Paul sitting in his chair, Slick Rick sitting at home in his chair. Uh, (laughs) And Damon's doing, I don't know, whatever Damon's doing. Um, So we appreciate you taking the time and joining us. Uh, Hopefully Slick Rick will be back tomorrow. Damon's definitely going to be back tomorrow. Uh, We were talking just before the break. About the whole Rogan thing, about the censorship thing. A- and you know, one of the people that have kind of I don't know, I don't know if you want to say turn the corner. They've probably always been this way, but now they're actually vocalizing it is uh someone named Bill Maher, of course from his HBO show. Um and it seems like almost weekly he's he's sounding like a normal human being. Yeah. Which is odd because he's a he's a raging liberal. It's not like there's much we share in terms of Uh, political leanings, but he had a great segment where he addressed something that we've talked about. I think Damon brought it up for the first time in like May of 2020 uh, about people being wrong. Mm. And uh, check this out. This is cut eight G.
3: It's time to do what a growing list of countries have done and announce. We're going back to something more like normal. Beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids (laughs) But making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits Unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education their sanity and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. (laughs) Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, believes COVID originated in a lab and... Now, our intelligence agencies agree. it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure it out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. <laughs> but so mild. But how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet L.A. County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events, like we'll be at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, <laughs> supposed to. Oh, not breathing. I, don't I don't know. It's all theater. Watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline. Not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food. <laughs> Maskless at dinner while sitting, but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrived. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, now listen to what he does here. This is a, this is a direct jam. Listen to this. No, I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science?
0: That's basically basically he was taking a uh, direct swipe
1: and his other direct swipe was AIDS. Yeah, because Fauci was all over that disaster.
0: Did did you find that a little interesting? Like like he 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 wanted to go there, but he 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 wanted to kind of make it kind of let you figure it out kind of thing. Without
2: a doubt, and 319 children have died with some elements of uh, COVID nationwide, and that's it in two years. You know, so think <laughs> and, about the and, suicides and the opioid deaths and yeah. the people not going to the hospital and. Yep. Tooth infections and all this stuff, you know.
1: Um, how you know many, what? That's how, a great how point. Many we don't thousands touch on. of kids died. We we don't touch on that. Well, obviously, the teen suicide we've touched on has been through the roof. Adult suicide is through the roof. Adult yeah. alcohol and op- opioid addiction and death and disease oh, out through the roof. One thing you we would never really talk about is what David just brought up, is that. How many people died of infections from their mouth, from their heart, because yeah. they were afraid to go to a hospital? I bet you it exceeds the COVID
2: deaths uh, when you include uh, non-pre-cancer screening because of you know, non-essential um, surgeries and testing have been canceled at all these hospitals. Yeah. How many people didn't go to the clinics because of their diabetes and lost limbs? Um, how many people had strokes and heart attacks because they didn't go to the doctor? Yeah. Um, it's got to be in the millions. It's got to be. Oh, now, like, cancer's up like hundreds of percentile. In yeah, the and, and
0: we're, we're, we saw the uh, the numbers that that Damon read last week about the uh, the I mean, other things that have 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 spiked, like uh, stillborns and and fetal problems over what five hundred percent or a thousand percent on some of the. I mean, some of these things, the neurological issues, over four hundred percent. I mean, it's just uh, insane. All the bad stuff that has happened. And we're all just supposed to go, yeah, but you know, we're all supposed to be doing it for the greater good, for the, you know, for that, for that zero point zero 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 two percent of a child that might get it
2: someday. And teen suicide increases in Jersey forty two percent and twenty three percent cognitive. Uh- you know, decline in our children, according to American Psychiatric Association, Brown University, Oxford, CBS, Pittsburgh, and it goes on and on. And just to add, Biden doubled down on the two-year-old mask mandate today.
1: Yeah,
0: of course he did, because he's a moron. Here's uh,
1: here's cut number nine. We have the speech impediment report that children have... um, the highest cases of speech impediments in the history of... I could testify to it
2: personally. I have family in the schools, and they had one or two students a year. They have, like, almost a third of the class has problems now over the last two oh, years. Medieval. And they're all being sent to specialists in the schools.
0: Well, check this out. This is a parent of a uh, college student talking about the mental health crisis going on in colleges right now. Cut Do nine. any
4: of you hope that they get to take off that mask soon
5: or... Is it just
2: normal now? My middle child is going to college, Mm -hmm. and they at colleges they really have a nasty mental health crisis. It's not made up, and the COVID restrictions have a lot to do with that. It's masking, the social distancing, the asking for, the having to get tested twice a week, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's really touching, and it's really affecting their social lives, it's driving some of them pretty crazy, I guess.
0: Yeah, and again, people are so freaked out by it that you hear about kids that and people who won't go someplace. Oh, my goodness, people aren't, aren't wearing masks there. I can't go there. It's, it's insanity. I, I was talking to a friend of mine today. He went to go visit his buddy. He goes to the guy's house, and he's standing in his garage looking at something. He's like, oh, by the way, um, uh, you got to take this before you come in the house. He wanted him to take a test before he came into the house. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> so he asked him to take the test before he goes in the house. He goes, it's 15 degrees outside. I'm standing in this guy's garage. He's got to take this test and wait 15 minutes to get clearance. Then he goes in the house. He's like, hey, let's go get something to eat. They don't want to leave the house. Still. They're afraid. They don't want to leave that. Ho- oh, you want to go to a burger place? Okay, can we just pick it up and bring it back? He's like, no, let's go eat. Let's go out to eat. And none of them wanted to go. The wife was like, no, 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 it can't go, it can't
1: go. Mass hypnosis. And,
0: and, and, of course, they're freaking the kids out. The kids can't, can't go because now they're paralyzed with fear, brought on by the parents. And it's insanity what this
2: has done. Yeah, what happened to the home of the brave? It's a self-esteem issue, you know, with these children. Uh, young kids feel that they are a threat to other children and people if they don't wear their masks. They've been so brainwashed. And who knows what that long-term ramification is.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Just, just pathetic-sounding stories like that. I saw a guy today. Today! It's winter. It's raining. It's cold. What is he doing? He's sitting in his car with his mask on.
1: <laughs> well, good thing For he's what? safe. I'm glad he's safe. Oh, my goodness. Uh.
0: Insanity. But people just keep buying it find the lie it's easier to believe the lie all right we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll do some more stuff we got a lot of things to get into including Joe Biden and uh, Jen Psaki. all right we'll be back stay there live from studio 6B on Real America's Voice <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. I'm just trying to check out. Are we live-geating here? G, do you know if we're on the RAV?
6: Yeah, the RAV stream is live on Getter.
0: RAV stream is live on Getter. So all you got to do is go to RAV, uh, Real America's Voice stream. You'll find us there. How's everybody over there? I I, I got to find there. Um, of course, if you want to follow Paul along, it's... uh. It's a long story, as he always says. Uh, Papa Nolan, P O P P A, right?
1: Yeah, um, David's got a, one of those V's, like the verified.
0: I know, I saw that. It's very yeah, fancy. I got verified
1: uh, day before Texas. Nice, David well, excuse- Zier. Guys, well, if you, you haven't following David, get David. He, by the way, get he's always out there in the field. He's always at the rallies. He's always doing his. Thanks. so make sure you follow him and you you live too right you go live when you're there on that have you have you done that yet from yeah
2: so if um if you want me to tell you the format um you know real america's vast voice news is on the ground um at all of the rallies um we've done about 90 of them i've participated in about 25 30 of them And We've got an awesome crew. We had Ed Henry Karen Turk Heather Mullins and Harry Oates and the whole incredible crew with Parker sig We got like the best team uh, Don Thompson and then the bus uh, Danny Hamilton save America freedom tour bus and We do like we're outside for 12 15 hours at a clip Right um, either inside the rally or outside if it's outside and uh, we do a pre-show the day before we did a pre-show and then we did the uh you know the rally we let trump speak and then we did a post show closer you let him speak <laughs> um but listen i got to tell you um we were in conroe texas which gave the largest majority for the election of donald trump in the state of texas by 71% and there had to be 40 50 60, 000 people i don't know what the official numbers are yet but i've been to a lot of rallies definitely the largest if not one of them and it was just massive i mean it was massive and everybody loves rav people came up to me i see you on breaking point but most people came up you know ed henry is a superstar national superstar you know karen turk was formerly i think with cbs she's got a huge career in media and but they love rav they love lfs6b people came up we love you we love you when you sub on the show i can't tell you how many messages on getter i've gotten i love when you appear on lfs6b you guys are great um it's really moving and it's real and then on saturday morning before the rally i covered the america freedom tour in houston and where don jr spoke don uh, the president spoke, uh, Dinesh D'Souza. I interviewed oh, I uh, Sheriff Mark Boyd from Pinal County in in Arizona, and, and thousands of people lined up. They paid up to $9,000 a ticket when they could have went to the Trump rally for free. Oh, my goodness. You know, oh. there's big money in, in Houston. Extraordinary. But I froze my tuchus off. Um, <laughs> it was like 20 degrees with the wind chill out there, and we were out there for like the whole day and the whole day before, and um i couldn't i couldn't i was like shivering to the bone man it was really cold but you know the the crew is great um we had we have great coverage and then one last thing we're going to fort lauderdale and we're covering i think on february 19th on the next trump rally and i'll be down in florida but i'll miss that and then i'm heading to cpac the following wednesday uh, where RAV has the largest presence in the United States, except one of the network. I won't mention their name, but people love us more. They love us more. And uh, they, they swarm our booths, and uh, we'll be down there in Orlando um, with every political player, with every entrepreneur, conservative commentator, you name it. Uh, you know, They'll all be there, and we will be bringing you the best live coverage for three or four days. And don't miss it, CPAC Orlando 2022. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, stuff. if you want to catch David's show every Saturday morning, it's uh at seven a.m. or eight a.m. now I think
2: they moved it to seven last week. Seven A.m. So. Yeah, I had a week off, so I didn't do a show this week. Um, but maybe next week. But I'll be doing live shows from uh CPAC and uh we do the best interviews down there. It's really extraordinary. And people just uh they just absolutely love us. Um you know, not me, but just the no, network course, and the yeah. message. The message, you know, we're on message. Well,
0: you know what? According to the the Rav uh, the, the Getter chat here, uh, it says uh, Slick uh, Real Prince Doll loves David ear. Yeah, so I think they do love you there, David.
1: Yeah, Sorry. it's good stuff. <laughs> a <it>? few, yeah. <laughs> it really is amazing what Real America's Voice does. It's so um, it feels like a, a you know a small town station on a national level. It's it just it really hits the heart of America. It hits the heart of the American people, and it's de- it's just different than when you see on like. I don't. Want, I think Newsmax stinks. To be honest with you, I just don't think they can. Yeah, be trusted. they're a little
2: cowardly. Um, you know, um, in some cases they have some. Great, I love Greg Kelly. Greg you know. Kelly's cool. No give um, about it. But you know, it reminds me of uh, not just Bob Grant breaking into conservative radio, and he he launched into this well of the silent majority. But Rush Limbaugh really hammered it home. His show was entertaining, informative, and he was right on. And he went against the GOP when necessary and um that that you know he had a viewership he was on like two thousand stations he was worth like a billion bucks i mean yeah nobody's ever done anything like that and i feel like rav is that equivalent of this century yeah you know um and also maybe a second tea party type operation
1: especially a Bannon in the mornings at war room I, I sometimes you get you just the details he goes into on a on, on a macro scale of the entire geopolitical landscape and how he sees the verticals of the corporate interests all the way from, like, really China through the South Pacific Rim. And you see the way, it, like, he just, he does such a great job of tracking the financial politics of it all. He, he's a fascinating guy. There's nothing guy. like
2: it. The it, war room. If you're not
1: watching The War Room, you're not informed. Yeah, yeah. I know or, that about Or top,
2: or... or as informed as you can be.
0: Yeah. And and you don't even have to watch it live. You can go back and watch the replay because they, they put the replays up pretty quickly, especially on rumble.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: you know, that that's usually where I'm catching it as well. Uh, catching the live feed there. Um, Changing things up just a little bit, since we are talking about you know we're talking about this network. We're talking about others that pretend to be networks, other networks that are, are uh, quickly headed down the uh, the toilet bowl of success. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of which that would be CNN, as you, as we we saw the people that they've been firing because either they're <sighs> pedophiles, they attack women, or they're just terrible
1: at their jobs. Well, they uh, caught lying endless amounts of time, even when James O'Keefe was in there. Board meetings listening in, yes. of the lies that that which is just absolutely his. I loved when he called and announced himself and Wait said, it. it's James
2: O'Keefe? and everybody's like, The jaws dropped around the table. It's great. Well, one guy who
0: might not be there much longer is the big b- uh, balloon head himself, Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter. He is, uh, he's actually the subject of two, uh, uh our two LOLs. We're only going to do one right here, uh, but check this one out for yourself. This is LOL of the day number one. Ryan Stelter talking about uh, his former boss, the guy who he used, to bring to. he used to bring coffee to. Listen to this.
7: CNN is so much bigger than any single individual. It is about teams and teams <laughs> of people, thousands of individuals who make up CNN. This place is not perfect. It will <laughs> never be perfect. We know. We will always have flaws, we will always screw up, we will always have to run How corrections, noble of him. we will always have to keep working to make it better and better and better every single day. That is the goal.
0: Then why For the I people think?
7: who say we're lacking journalism, that we've become an all talk channel, that we've run off and we're all opinions all the time, that Jeff Zucker led us astray, those people aren't watching CNN. They're not watching CNN. On the day Jeff Zucker resigned, CNN published more than 215 stories on the website, nearly 90 original videos. That's a hell of a lot of news. It's a hell of a lot of journalism. Oh, boy. Do some of the anchors say provocative things? Yes. Yes. Do some of those clips get played over and over again on other channels and mislead people about what CNN actually is? Yes. Yes. When something horrible happens in the world or when something wonderful happens in the world, (laughs) you know where to turn that's what cnn is we lost our leader this
8: week
7: <laughs> we're not going anywhere he looks
1: like a you know what with he is an alien baby
0: <laughs> what's oh. amazing about that though is, is as he's sitting there pontificating of we lost our leader but we're not going anywhere yeah but according to the inside sources of cnn you are they're getting ready to fire the coffee guy
1: Oh my God. The goodness. coffee,
0: Zucker's coffee guy is about to get fired from what I understand. People hate this guy. Everybody in CNN hates, hates Brian Stelter.
1: I mean, he looks like he looks like a guy you, don't you would like. just want to hate. Right. Like you just want to take like a dirty baby diaper and stick it to the side of his head when he's talking. <laughs> Such a clown.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, a you know, he has, a, he has a history of decades. Of being ruthless and uh, a liar. Liar you. Yeah, I mean, you could like criticize Fox and you know, you may not agree with positions, or maybe some people are kind of told what to say, but he's like the antichrist. He's like
1: the worst, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're the goddamn antichrist! How and
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's only on one hour a week. And people hate him that much. Oh my That's god. That's the incredible part. His show is what? One hour.
1: We gotta get him on the show to interview him. How much fun would that be just to
0: just to watch his head do the <laughs> the, the you know, when he when he gets mystified, he's like, hm?
1: You know,
2: you
0: I You think I, that's that's the way we are?
1: I
2: despise Jim Acosta. Oh. Oh. I, I was with him, him at a New Hampshire rally for a couple of hours. Did you give him a wedgie? No, you know, he was actually <laughs> nice in person. I think it, what he does is theatrics and knows exactly what he's doing, you know. Mm. Uh but you know, um, and he,
1: his, he knows who butters his bread. He's trying to make a buck, I guess. So, I, I, how do you call yourself a journalist?
2: Stelter man? and Joy Reed and you know, Crazy. They, who's gone, thank God, and Don Lemon. And they're like
1: horrific people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they I are know. Terrible people. They really are. They're, they're without any moral fortitude whatsoever. And, I mean, and, Stelter's and, just a clown.
0: And again, think about everything that they have behind them the, the marketing the network all the all the uh, uh the name in
1: news right? right i mean think about it. they when they first came out everywhere you went you're like oh i'm getting straight up news this is right. what's happening here there's no commentary they're just showing the footage they okay, had this is they had cool. darth
0: they had darth vader as their voice
1: i know it's it's the name and news you know we always CNN. knew they were like right. having
2: we always knew they were having gorbasms with Perestroika, and, and you know Ted Turner was in love with the commies and stuff. Oh, yeah. and, and I, I was in Russia at the time when CNN was big, and Donahue was throwing fits and in, in love with Gorbachev, and it was all sickening. And CNN was always like liberal, and, but you knew where they were. Yeah, you, you know you knew
1: where they were, and they didn't, didn't say feel like heinous propaganda. things. Yeah, it wasn't it, not all the time. Yeah, but now it's all everything they say. Anytime they say something, you watch it like, what are they trying to sell us here? Right. What's the lie that they're perpetrating here with just a a sliver of truth to you know, yeah. bend the brains just a hair. You used to be able to kind of carve
2: through it, and everybody loved CNN's foreign coverage. No, you know? That's and, and uh, what it was, even though we knew it was liberal. Like I watched BBC for my whole life; I always knew it was a left-wing organization. Yeah. And Christiana Amanpour siding with the oh, good terrorists in some <laughs> cases, you know. But you know, she was on the ground, and she was everywhere, and the footage was incredible, and you were riveted by the battle scenes in Beirut and the destruction. Right. I, you just don't see that anymore. No. no.
0: All you see are the I mean, big though, gelatinous <laughs> heads like Brian Stelter, <laughs> gelatinous right? Heads. Just wobbling about, <laughs> just, just spewing his nonsense and garbage. I love
1: when Mark Dice, word for word, does the... Yes. Mark, does that, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's so funny. I was it's watching so one time an Bill before. Cutting
2: said in Gangs in New York, I can make soup with that head. <laughs> 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 That's
0: good, but yeah, and you think about what they have at their disposal, and Joe Rogan, who sets up a microphone and a couple of cameras it, where he started in his basement, has twenty times your audience.
2: Yeah, because he has the humility.
0: Yeah, which is why they're they're all it's a coordinated attack, like you wouldn't believe. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We might actually do some news because we've been doing a lot of (laughs) talking. But our gelatinous heads will be talking about news next. Stay there. Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice again. Thank you for joining us on a Monday night. We're kind of uh, we're, we're kind of spending too much time on our, on, our, uh,
1: on our on getters. our social
0: media on our on our getter accounts, geeting and Someone reading your reading
1: your stuff. P. Henry it just it's in Swahili, Stelter means intestinal parasite.
0: <laughs>
1: <It's great>. <laughs> <laughs> it could be true. It you could know be what? True.
0: And since we are on Stelter. Let's stay on Stelter and do the second LOL. I, I, it's just because I'm a big Russell Brand fan, uh, big fan of his comedy, of his acting. Not so much his liberal point of view, but but he has evolved a lot in the last year but when he's been again, doing in his. Fanness
1: uh, to him, he challenges your ideology, but right. at least he is. Um, listen, he's a liberty guy first and foremost. Right. He's anti corporate power structures. So there's where because the government is aided and embedded some of these corporations to get so big and borderless and and omnipotent. It makes it impossible to for the little guy to compete. So he has some things that are interesting. But again, there's times I'm thinking to myself like, really, dude?
0: There's a great classic (laughs) clip of Russell Brand. Uh, He went on MSNBC to promote his tour and he had to teach Mika
7: Brzezinski how to do an interview.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I watched that. It was hilarious because she was terrible. Oh, and she funny. she had what what was it? she she had no idea how to say something or, or or like she had like she didn't do any research she objectified the way he looked and based right. his whole her whole impression of him on how he dressed and then he kept she kept talking about him as if he wasn't there in the room next to her <laughs> It was it was actually really really funny and he kind of destroyed her um, but like I said, his, his YouTube channel has grown by leaps and bounds recently. And it's because he's just giving his honest take. And, and has, he
1: listens and he has right. well informed discussion. People want to hear honorable, honest dialogue. And that's what it is. So they right. don't have to always agree with it, but it is interesting.
0: But, but also he's, he's noticing, he's kind of noticing what we've been talking about for the last couple of years. It's like, wait, you're saying this, but you're doing this. And he's starting to bring that to light, and the more and more people that start to see it, it's almost like this, I don't want to say it's an awakening, but more and more people like, like that, that listen to Rogan or watch Rogan, watch this show, watch other shows on this network, uh, look for, you know, different voices that say, wait, wait, what are you saying that's different about them, and why are you saying it? Um, and that's kind of where this is all kind of heading towards, which is why the mainstream media is going bonkers after Joe Rogan. And they've launched this coordinated effort to try and get him silenced completely because he is out of their control. He, they can't control him. He's too powerful. He's got too many listeners. And, and you know, someone like uh, Russell Brand is also a comic. So they have that mind yeah. of asking questions and, and pointing out the absurdities and things. And presenting it in a way that makes it, you know, easy to, to watch and listen to and go, you know what? He's got a point. So here, here is, uh, since we're talking about Brian Stelter, he had a little fun with Brian Stelter himself. This is our LOL the Detain number two,
7: G, go. <laughs> Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. Now, also, you Sonny Jim, you're not only making people not trust you, you're making them not trust me. Who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms. Well, like, why don't people trust me? They trust Rogan, but I'm perfectly trustworthy. Look how loose my tie knot is. Joe Rogan's irresponsible. <laughs> he took horse maggot medicine the
5: other day. Now tell me, sir, and don't tell me anything other than this, should there be a war? Yes, there should be a war. Interview's
7: done. I'd like to see you do that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just kind of uh, uh, funny.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> because he was goofing on Stelter. And Stelter's and his big gelatinous skull have been in the news a lot the last couple of days.
1: You know, I don't know if you guys like Mark Dice, but I, today he did a thing. He walked around, man, on the street with the, and he's wearing a shirt: "Save the Triceratops." And he's walking up to people in California on the beach with his mic saying Joe Rogan was just over in Africa (laughs) killing a Triceratops. Triceratops. (laughs) And the U.S. government doesn't want him to bring the dead Triceratops because it's illegal to kill Triceratops here in America. But it's legal because the government makes big money in Africa and it feeds the people there. Should he be allowed to bring the head of the Triceratops here to the states, people are like, "Oh God, no! He shouldn't be killing Triceratops." <laughs> just, it's, it's just, it's, it was amazing. It was just unbelievably amazing. Uh, it was just amazing. Filarious. That's Stupidity my favorite everywhere. dinosaur. Yeah, I like the Velociraptor. Oh man!
0: So there you have it on uh, uh, another uh, LOL of the day. We we do have a crazy town and a WTF we'll be doing a little bit later. We'll do those in the second hour. In the meantime, any news
1: you want to get to, uh, Paul? You know what? I did want to talk one thing about st- staying with the Rogan thing. Remember right. last week we defended Jon Stewart for defending Rogan a little bit? Well, right. I had to go back and painfully watch the 16-minute podcast with the dingbats he was on with. And I want to take back anything nice I said about Jon Stewart because <laughs> it was... It was pathetic, really. I, I, I sat through it all so you people don't have to. You want to talk about a dim and waste of time, like a conversation that watching these people. It was it was so many um, caveats to free speech talking about like it was it was just an endless shot of left wing lunacy the whole way through. It was actually completely unreasonable. I And I apologize for reporting on him, somewhat defending free speech, so all right. I just want to get that out there before you, we. Uh, you
0: wanted to bare your soul. And I just <laughs> I
1: feel like the audience deserves it. You
0: needed to cleanse yourself.
1: I somewhat, I, I somewhat, <laughs> I somewhat <laughs> needed to uh, to to cleanse myself. Yeah, yes. because you know, look, the Rogan thing is so important because he's on the front line of free speech as we know it, dialogue, open dialogue, and discussion. And it's really up to him at this point. You know, we, sometimes we're thrust into roles we don't want. And he's going to have to, a guy who's been fighting his right. whole life, and he's a legit fighter. He's he's a legit reporter on the game. He's a legit comedian. He's not a meathead. You listen to his, I watch and listen to his podcast for a long time now. They're always, for the most part, well thought out. And the guests are usually bringing great deal of information. So the funny ones, the comedic ones are good too, but... You know, he he 's just not some dumb meathead the way they, they label him as, so
0: yeah, and I want to circle back to something that uh <clears throat> David had talked about earlier i apologize Um, Fauci. um <laughs> that that David had mentioned about him apologizing, and I think that that was his that was his uh that was his, 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 his he shouldn 't have done that he shouldn't have he done should well, n- I... never you never apologize. <sighs> for an opinion or, or something that, well, that, that was obviously that they, they put it together. It was out of context. It was about discussions about certain things. And he's apologizing well, for it. It's, it's like, he shouldn't way. be apologizing at all. If anything, you should be like, you know what? I'm not sorry. As a matter of fact, if you want to really drill in down into it, here yeah. is the link. You can go listen to it for yourself and tell me where I'm wrong.
2: David? Well, I don't mind the apology. Uh, I think it was handled to a little mushy and uh, caved into the left. I, you know, he could have said, listen, mm-hmm. I, I despise using the word. I don't do it anymore. It was taken out of context and he did say that, but then he fur- went further and right. he was saying how, it made him you know, I'm so ashamed him. of myself
0: and
1: like, it's like negotiating with terrorists. Right. They're never going to get enough from you. And yeah. every time he caves in even more, he's going to be, they're going to take more from him. And it looks like he's caving to the pressure at this point. But I do think in the long run, if he keeps having guests like uh, Dr. Malone and McCullough and Jordan Peterson, who was so misunderstood, I mean, everybody should be listening to Dr. Jordan Peterson and his podcast because it's just incredibly insightful. People like that have been vilified when they don't deserve it whatsoever. Their their voices need to be heard, and he is giving them a massive platform, which then entails Jordan Peterson having a huge podcast himself now. Right. So after he was canceled by his
2: university. And Peterson's uh he's a uh he's not a threat to anybody. You know what I mean? He's asking people to like take responsibility for well, themselves. David, and...
0: that's a threat. Because you oh. you're asking them <laughs> to take responsibility and, and do it for themselves well, as opposed to let the canceled. nanny state take care of them. It is yeah.
2: in New York City. I got a crime update for you later. All right, well, let's do that when
0: we get back. All right, we'll do that when we get back. We'll do some more on, uh, we do have all those clips of Biden and Saka. We'll get to those. If you want to follow us on Getter, feel free. It's uh, P-O-P-P-A, Nolan as in Nolan Ryan, N-O-L-A-N. Papa Nolan. You can follow David ear at David Zier, and he's got the, the squiggly little line that, that says, hey, he's, uh, he's official. And then, of course, there's mine, Ugly American Rad or Radio or Ugly American Rick. Either way, you'll find me follow us say hello we'll say hello back we'll be back after this hour number two coming up live from studio 6b real america's voice stay there from studio 6b on real america's voice dish network channel 219 pluto tv channel 240 you can catch us on samsung tv plus i just geeted about that as a matter of fact love that platform thank you to i think it's sarah in arizona watching on samsung tv plus uh, you can also follow us on all the socials. Make sure to find us on Getter, LFS6B. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Rumble, all the social networks. And, of course, if you're watching us here, we appreciate you taking the time and spending your evening with us. Our number two, David Zier sitting in with his smiling eyes, <laughs> with a smiling face. And, of course... Paul Nolan here doing news. We'll do some news in just a moment. David, remind everybody where you're going to be on, uh, coming up, right? It's in, uh, Florida.
2: Yeah. Um, well, Rav is covering Trump's rally in the Fort Lauderdale area on February 19th, Saturday. Uh, and and that's down
0: in Fort Lauderdale, like you said. So we've got a lot of people that listen and watch the show down in Florida. We're going to be down there. Look for David down there.
2: I will. I won't be at the rally, but I will be at CPAC the following week, um, uh, for four days. So the best coverage, uh, Rav gives the best CPAC coverage. Everybody's down there. Trump usually speaks. The agenda's just coming out. Um, but the people who come by our booth and do, I mean, everybody, you know, from O'Keefe to, you know, Tom Fitton and, uh, you know, Diamond and Silk and you name it. Um, it's the buzz of CPAC, uh, Rav. It's uh, really incredible.
0: Yeah. Really and incredible. we usually get uh, the camera angles that others won't use. Right, David? Because, well, I mean, I remember seeing stuff from different angles where you could actually see the crowd as opposed to, you know, other networks that just focus on the speaker and that's all you see. Yeah, right. well, the
2: RAV team was the first network to show multiple angles of Trump and the crowd. And, you know, Trump always complains, you know, hey, all these networks, you know, you're afraid to pan the crowd. Um, So, And not only that, but we go there with two, three, four cameras, camera crews, uh, what we call an ENG. We go out in the field. We do man-on-the-street interviews all day and night. We do post-rally stuff. And, you know, the people love us because we're a network of the people. We're not just like, you know, I I was uh, broadcasting alongside Jim Acosta in several rallies, and he's up on the stage. He never leaves the media pen, you know, and he's just kind of just hanging out and hiding and, you know um because you know the the network is just about having that like you know he's very good broadcaster you know but you know we're we're real we're we're everywhere all right
0: so we've got some things coming up to look forward to let's jump to some news with paul nolan i know paul there was a few things you wanted to make sure we got in tonight
1: Uh here's a quick hitter though uh i just wanted to touch on this then we'll uh, i figured we'll discuss the the second story um i don't know if you guys saw this but uh delta ceo asked the doj to enforce a national no-fly list for unruly passengers uh looks like the friendly skies are a thing of the past ever since the beginning of the pandemic air travel has become increasingly cantankerous Um, with flights routinely breaking out into fisticups over mask policy, social distancing rules, and other guidelines that were introduced as part of the 15 days to slow the curve uh, almost two and a half years ago. Now Delta Airlines has seen enough, and they're asking unruly travel should be placed on a no-fly list, according to CNBC. Uh, Bastion, uh, who's with um, the CEO of uh, Delta, said they're looking for uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland that the list will help prevent future incidents and serve as a strong symbol of the consequences of not complying with crew member instructions on commercial aircraft. Of the 5,981 cases of unruly passengers' behavior that were logged, 72% of them were related to disputes over mask compliance. And the, they're looking for a, uh, another list to put everyone on. Another list. Well, I Zero have a solution. That was from Zero by the way. I have a solution. Muzzle, uh, muzzles.
0: Let's get rid of the mask.
1: Yeah, there we go. Uh,
0: I mean, uh, it's, it's basically now that everybody's acknowledging they don't work. You just saw another uh, study come out of Johns Hopkins that said the mass and the lockdowns produce, produce little to no effect. Um, the CDC is now saying, yeah, they don't work. They actually now are following the science. Um, so, why the hell are we still dealing with mass?
2: Well, at least two airline uh, presidents or CEOs have said the same thing. You know, I fly a lot with the network and I'm, I'm walking on eggs because the littlest thing, the littlest thing, like somebody's like talking too loud as a liberal or talking too loud about Trump, you know, you just can't do it on the plane because that little incident, people. Is it, qu- it worth it? It's not, and people are crazy, and most of the airline crew are nice, but I say about a third are uh you know little little brats, you know, and um this kid got you know these kid- you can't go on the you can't go on the plane with a trump mask, forget it, just start a riot. So you have to be really careful and you walk on eggs because um, you don't want to be placed
1: on that no-fly list. And you don't want to get locked up by an air marshal because you're in the middle of it standing up for your beliefs. You could be right yeah, and you could, you
2: could be like 100% right and have your mask on and argue and you could be like arrested and thrown off the plane for no reason. It, it all depends on the sour mood of that flight attendant who's and on the red political eye. And
1: their persuasion.
2: It happens and yeah. and I've seen people get really nasty and the fights and the people that fight on the plane, you know, there's there's fist fights and stuff.
1: I haven't seen much of that, but it goes on all the time. Well, you saw the video of the woman without the mask screaming at that guy in his face and she spit in his face for not wearing a mask. And the These guy was right. Sick.
2: And the guy was right, what he was saying to her. 100%. No, maybe he could have phrased some things differently. <laughs> but uh, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You're going to get jumped. You're going to get thrown to the floor. You're going to be hogtied. You're going to be duct taped to the seat. You're going to yeah, be on a no-fly list. You're going to screw up your whole life. So,
1: you know, you can't go on there with a flagrant attitude and be like, oh, I'm going to challenge the system. You just can't. You know, and that's the problem. You can't challenge the system because the system is way too powerful now. You know. I mean, if, a, if an airline stewardess is in a bad mood or a steward
2: and you say, I don't agree with the mass policy, like most people and most stewardess would be like, yeah, I understand, but we got to, but if the guy's in a bad mood, he'll th- just say, you're out, yeah. you're out and you don't have a choice. Like you can't argue with your way out of it. And you can make like a, you can make like a minor comment. And uh, just because they think you're, you know, maybe a Trump supporter, or maybe you uh, you know, they know, they're just... Uh, you follow science. There's some fascists on the planes. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about well, they're it. all over the place.
1: But it's, at the end of the day, is it worth getting, dying on that hill, on that plane, where you're just trying to get away, take care of your business, take care of even some personal... Yeah, rest? whole
2: families have been thrown off over nothing.
1: And we've seen planes follow them off. Remember we saw the Israelis all following the, uh, the one kid was, like, being picked on and abused, and... Like 30 or 40 people all got up and got off the plane too and demanded their money back. Yep.
2: What about that young boy who was having uh, neurological problems or something with his face and he couldn't keep the mask on and they threw the whole family off and they like arrested the mother, eventually letting her go and apologizing. But yeah, it's sick. it's It's just
1: sick. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I want to go in there and pick a fight, you know, it's, I, it's <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I'm going on a golf trip with 14 guys in April. Oh, you guys are done. It's bride, oh, bride- bridesmaids.
4: And, and,
1: uh, <laughs> we're all old now, but you know, I know I have a couple of friends of mine. They have every intent. Uh, let's go Brandon sweatshirts. You know, they're going to have Trump masks. They're going to add a, They're going to go trolling. Right. But that's, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, Real America's voice, talking head, arrested <laughs> for being a jackass. And one of them's going to get drunk and say, there's a <laughs>
2: Colonial woman on the wing,
1: <laughs> and that's it. And one so, of them's going to go,
0: my friend Paul, here, right. he's on TV, and he's going to talk. It's like,
1: oh. Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so that's why I changed my flight. I'm not even kidding. I'm, go, I'm just oh, going, going with separately? two other people with chill. That's funny.
0: Hey, uh, speaking of mass mandates, let's go to cut number seven. New Jersey uh, decided to change their mandates for kids. Hmm, I wonder what happened here. Cut number seven, G.
6: As you know, uh, most states do not have mask mandates for schools. Uh, Have you seen evidence that these mask mandates have been necessary, that the spread and mortality rates in states where they didn't have mask mandates uh, were far worse than in places where they did have mask mandates, like New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, New Jersey is clearly the place I know the best, and God bless our precious kids no matter where they are. Please, God, they stay healthy and stay alive. There's no question that masking in our schools since the beginning of the school year uh, has been a very uh, smart public health step. I think we've had just over 2,600 cases of students uh, with uh, COVID positive since the beginning of the school year. That's out of 1.4 million kids but you uh, sure so it's a it's pretty COVID stark a test uh, piece of evidence really i think that this has absolutely okay. worked but you got to meet the moment you, you, you try always to not undershoot the moment and put lives at risk or overshoot the moment and add more stress and the mental health challenges to the system and we think this plan of a month notice uh, is going to get that as right as we can Yeah, but have you seen data that definitively proves that these mask mandates uh, have worked? Uh, I mean, the numbers you just presented are impressive, but are they different from the numbers in states where they didn't have mask mandates? Yeah, again, I know Jersey, Jake, the best, (laughs) but I'm I'm highly confident, and I'm sure our health officials uh, will, will could say it definitively. There's no question they've worked. There's no question. Getting vaccinated, getting boosted, yeah. and wearing masks indoors have all been positive health, public health steps compared to the absence of any of those things in the alternative. Prove it. Uh,
0: tell that to Florida. Yeah. I know a bunch of people down there that go around and they've been living masks. They're still alive. Kids, yeah. kids are Not, still alive. Everybody's kids don't happy. wear
2: masks for a year, year and a half. Yeah. And um, they have actually are able to eat together
1: and... Um, have
4: social Nobody's lives.
2: dying. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing.
1: Ninety nine point nine eight survival right? Nine it's just it's just unbelievable. This it's more risk to drive your kid to school in a car. He's more likely to die driving to the school yeah. than dying from COVID. It's psychotic.
0: Yeah. And, and then zero
1: then sum risk game is just like absurd.
0: And and you want to go real psychotic? <laughs> uh a place in the world we've talked about, not only Australia, but New Zealand. Listen to this lunatic, the premier of New Zealand, talking about the vaccine side effects. Check this out. Cut number 11, G,
8: we heard Dr. Bloomfield at the beginning of the week mentioned um, the uh, side effects that people experience with vaccines, which we all have come to expect a sign that the vaccine's doing what it should. He did note that they are, uh, appear to be of a lesser degree for the booster than, for instance, say the second. So if that's cause for anyone's hesitancy, I thought it was a notable um, observation from our Director General of Health.
0: She, she has no idea. So, so, so the vaccine side effects, that's a sign of, you know, that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, my God. This person is in charge of a country.
1: I would like to know every dollar she's accepted from from you know corporate sponsorship i'd like to know every dollar she's invested in i just don't how could she be that stupid what's not is it possible to be that stupid or they just corrupt they're just corrupt all right
0: because you can't be stupid to ascend you know get yourself elected you got to have some brains behind it um
1: so that wouldn't that mean she's corrupt
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So she can't be that stupid. It's either she's stupid or corrupt. Corrupt. She's not going to admit that she's stupid. But, you know, let's face it. We all know the the, the other answer.
1: There's no way they believe their own nonsense. It's just...
0: and again, it, it it takes you back to this this whole the narrative. Of what's being pushed? What's being pushed? What are they What are they forcing people to say? What are they forcing people to do? We've talked about it at length, um, and we've shown you example after example, and we've seen the the, the repercussions of it. You know, of of the fear campaign um, that is harped upon. That makes people do stupid things. It's, it's just amazing. So now. New Jersey kids, you got to wait a month. Even though uh, nothing will change, you still got to wait a month before you can take a mask. In New York, you're still screwed, though. Don't worry
1: about it. Don't believe
0: it. We'll be back right after this, live from Studio 6B. Stay
4: there. Inflation and supply chain problems will have your Super Bowl party taking a big bite out of your budget, not just the food. Economists from Wells Fargo estimate the typical Super Bowl menu is going to run 8 to 14 percent higher this year, depending on what you're serving because of the rising cost of most grocery items. Salsa, guacamole, chicken wings, soda, adult beverages have all seen increases in prices. So I'm assuming maybe one or two of those are on your party list.
0: Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Wow, News 12. (laughs) What a clip. It was probably from two years ago because of how relevant they're not. Uh, But they were talking about something that's uh, hitting us here, and now we're talking about inflation, the price of everything continuing to rise, and the value of your dollar continuing to plummet. And, uh, you know, old Brandon there, he's stumping to spend even more of your money, trillions of it, whether you like it or not so you're probably considering your financial alternatives right around now and i don't blame you if your paper money turns out to be worthless how do you protect your hard-earned savings well one of those options to consider is physical gold and silver and the folks to talk to are birch gold group go check them out for yourself birch gold they are the experts in precious metals and they have an a-plus rating from the better business bureau and thousands upon thousands of very satisfied customers more importantly they have options and they can make sure that they offer you those options you can buy gold coins you can buy a convertible uh, ira from an existing ira to a gold ira and you can even convert an eligible 401k to a gold ira it's very simple to get started they make it very simple all you got to do is type out america to 989898 and birch gold is going to send you their free information kit to show you how easy it is to get started they'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax sheltered account as well so if you need the facts get started today all you've got to do is reach out to them you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with birch gold group text america to 989898 and they'll send you that free information kit uh from birch gold they've made it super easy like i said grab your phone text america you should know how to spell that uh text 989898 and uh they'll get you started and show you how you can old gold and silver and protect your savings. And uh you know speaking of which, you know the 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 Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday and you know a great point uh being made by that clip was how you know remember last summer Oh, oh my goodness! Hot dogs are cheaper this year. Yeah, but but we all know that was a right. complete lie.
1: Don't, right. Don't eat uh, turkey uh, on Thanksgiving. Have right. a tofu. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah.
0: And then Great then of course, advice, jackass. And then of course, the price of Christmas presents, and, right. and whether you're going to get anything, you got to pay extra for the extra shipping to make sure you get it. And now, of course, the next thing that that Americans love to partake in a good Sunday Super Bowl party.
1: Yeah. It's great,
0: and, and not only that,
1: I have I was, tofu there too. I,
0: I was getting gas before I came to the show today, and wow, what a surprise! Just last week, I, I threw uh, about thirty bucks in the tank. Um, when you t-
1: got to the next gas station and put another thirty <laughs> in,
0: no, no, I got rid of that car. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was uh, three twenty-nine here w- where I live in Long Island. Well, I went today; it's three fifty-five.
2: Home heating oil uh, is in a shortage, and it's like the coldest winter on record in New York so far, one of them. Yep. And um, it's going to be like $4 a gallon soon. That's uh, absurd. How many like, old yeah. people? Remember the Democrats said the Republicans want granny to eat dog food? Yeah. yeah. You know, Well, what, about the, what are the seniors on a fixed income going to do when they spend $6,000 a year on f- home <laughs> heating
1: oil in the Northeast? Especially if you're up way up north. I mean, it's, it's always in the teens up there crazy
0: yeah so just another eye-opening thing that's happening as a result of of course you know this incredible um beloved president
1: Mm. who most votes ever
0: yeah most votes ever and and it's funny too because because i was thinking about and i asked paul about this because i missed the first segment on friday's show because i was running late and you guys talked about the job numbers hmm and we had heard days prior to that, that ADP was releasing that, you know what, it doesn't look good because they were they were looking at a 301,000 shortage, uh, a drop yeah. in, in the numbers that they had. Yeah. But but for some reason, Friday morning comes along and woo, magic math got done. And yeah. now they were up almost 500,000.
1: That's be nice to control the media, huh? Yeah, they've already spun it, and uh,
2: there's a new poll. 41% of Americans say they are worse off than a year ago.
1: Yeah, so It's crazy. You know, the people are speaking, you know, with their money, with their dollars. I mean, the viewership for the Olympics. Uh, The Olympics have received an all-time low viewership on NBC, which found that nearly 14 million TV viewers only for the full day of Friday's opening ceremony coverage. That's 43% lower than the 2018 Olympics. In South Korea, which had twenty almost twenty four million, uh, in the last uh, thirty years, the lowest was uh, twenty one point six in ninety two, in Barcelona, uh, only eight point seven million people tuned in to NBC's prime time wow. to see the pre taped uh, Mike Tirico and uh, Savannah Guthrie led coverage of the propaganda heavy spectacle put on by the Chinese, uh, you know Xi Jinping and uh, filmmaker Zhang Yimou. So, uh, this is people don't want to see it. They're sick of right. the lies. They're sick of the BS. They're sick of this big globalist party of communism. It's a joke. Yeah. And people a- know it.
0: A- and you know what, what was interesting that uh, that tennis player, what's her name? Hang Yi or something like that? Yeah,
2: she was the mascot.
0: Right. She, she, they wheeled her out for some propaganda interview. Of saying how she's doing fine, she's okay. Right. But but I saw she's an article. She's blinking
1: SOS. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: but basically, yeah, somebody was somebody was taking apart her her uh, her interview, saying no, she's not all right. She needs help, and she's trying to tell you to look beyond what she's saying and look to the reality of what she's dealing with. Yeah because yeah. of what she she alleged that she was raped she alleged oh. that it was it was a high pla- highly placed chinese official and then she went missing and meanwhile you've got the the people from the olympic committee going no no nothing to see here uh you know kind of washing down the 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 uh the blood stain from from the, the uh, from the accident uh trying to make you think that that no no problems here everything yeah. looks good yeah um but that's not what we're seeing, and, and and like Paul pointed out, nobody's watching these Olympics. To, to be even, and I wasn't going to watch, and then so I found out they started. I had I had no idea they even started. <laughs> this well, is this is how. I don't know if their marketing is terrible.
4: Oh uh, no,
1: no, it's you. You've turned off the mainstream media, channel two, four, and seven, or whatever they are. You know, in the, that's what they are in New York: CBS, NBC, right? ABC. They're non-existent in my world. I won't watch a thing on network television, not a thing, ever. And one of the ice skater, I think, who defected from the United States to, yeah. Or skier,
2: right, she finished like, was it a guy or girl? No, girl. it's a woman. The yeah. woman. For, finished like forty third, and yeah. now she disappeared. <laughs> right,
1: right. She's in a Uyghur camp right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to make some Nikes.
1: They, they're gonna, right. They're going to train her out to ski in, in a Uyghur camp, and hey. they take her organs. Right. <laughs>
0: her organs. <laughs> hey, let's do uh, let's do uh, cut five here. G Jen Saki talking about Team USA. Woo! She's in the
4: Olympic spirit. Have a team USA water bottle out here today and a team USA pin out here today Uh, as you all know we made a decision the United States not to send a diplomatic (laughs) or official delegation to Beijing uh, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity in Xinjiang (laughs) and other human rights abuses Uh, and that was a clear statement uh, and a clear (laughs) policy made by our government. Yeah, But at the same time, uh, we wanted to note Team USA has our full support. We're behind them. We're watching from home. Uh, We want to thank them and their families for everything they have sacrificed uh, over the course of time. Uh, (laughs) Lots of athletes to watch. I'll just give a plug because I'm an Olympics-obsessed person. Nathan Chen, we're going to watch him. Chloe Kim, Michaela Schifrin, you've yeah, got lots of more chances. She, anyway, she's we'll so be into it, she's US got to look athletes, down to read their even names. Even as we made a very important statement about uh, our concerns about Beijing's and the Chinese uh, God, human rights abuses. Like, right,
1: she looks you? more and more like a character from Davy and Goliath every time <laughs> I see <laughs> you know, her. The,
0: the, and she's holding equation. her, 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 her <laughs> Olympic uh, uh, cup made in China. <laughs>
2: you know they're Showing such it amateurs off. it reminds me an obama administration sent 27 of the best uh, movies american movies on dvd to uh the british government what an <laughs> insult <laughs>
0: oh man gotta love democrats Woo! all right we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll do more with david zier paul nolan live from studio 6b real america's voice stay there live from studio 6b on real america's voice on a monday night thank you so much for joining us paul nolan here doing news david Zier doing david Zier. <laughs> <laughs> when you can catch his show saturday mornings breaking point right here on real america's voice uh 7 a.m or 8 a.m somewhere you're gonna find david you gonna be like here he is and and then you're gonna enjoy your your saturday morning right david
2: That's right. That's right. All
0: right. Uh, Hey, uh, we've got some stuff we want to get to before the end of the show, one of which is uh, something that G worked on. It's called uh, it's a little something called Crazy Town. You guys enjoy. uh, Enjoy this one where uh, Joe Biden is involved signing a new executive order. Check this out.
5: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) before I begin my somewhat formal remarks walking in here today and seeing you guys sitting on that beam you're nuts and I was told that I said you know they've done a cutout of of oh, number 46 the vice pre- the presidency the, I'm the 46 president are you sure it's an honor to be positive real. and I want to thank uh, your soon to be new full-blown full OR IRONWORKER. WHAT? I, MARTY'S ALREADY TRYING TO GET HER TO BOSTON, BUT THAT'S ANOTHER THING I GOT TO WORRY you ABOUT.
2: WHAT'S GOING ON?
5: YOU KNOW, ONE OF THE PRESS PERSONS SAID TO ME, AND I CAN'T REMEMBER WHO, ABOUT uh, THREE MONTHS AGO, THAT I DON'T KNOW IF IT'S FACTUAL OR NOT, BUT HE SAID YOU'VE USED THE WORD UNION AS PRESIDENT MORE THAN ANY OTHER PRESIDENT IN AMERICAN HISTORY. YOU'RE THE BEST. The executive order I'm going to sign today (laughs) is is going to help ensure that we build a better America, we build it right, and we build it on time, and we build it cheaper than it would have been otherwise. (laughs) Simply put, these agreements that contractors, subcontractors, and unions put in place before a construction site gets underway, before the construction begins, is good for the American taxpayer. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. We don't talk about it, though. We don't talk about how y'all save... The American taxpayers' money. I don't want to get going because I have to keep you here too long. Because you know all what I'm what? about to what I've said, and you know what I've done, and you know what we're doing, and you know what I know what you're doing. What? He doesn't minute. know what he's saying. It ain't labor; it's unions. I usually you have a pen to give out to everybody around you, but we didn't have enough Ooh. pens to bring with us. That's so I'm going weird. to sign this order, but you're all going to get one of the signing pens.
0: He's at the podium before they they wheel him over to his little uh, little junior-size elementary school
1: desk. Right, his little (laughs) holly-hobby oven and pen. So in a word, let's describe him in a word. David Zia, in a word, describe President Biden there. Lost. What do you got? Uh,
0: potato head. Is that one word or <laughs> I'll two? I'll give it to you. All right, that's
1: thank you. Of, <laughs> I'm going nincompoop. <laughs> I yeah.
0: Like that word. <laughs> Just popped, that's all, it's that's so perfect.
1: Awesome. <laughs> nincompoop. Speaking of what nincompoop,
0: the nincompoop had a lot to say today. He uh, actually promised. Check this out. He was doing a he was doing a, uh, a press conference with the premier of uh I guess the new premier of Chancellor, whatever they're called over there in Germany. Um, they're not they're, they're not uh, They're not what we call a president, so they're they're a chancellor or or premier, whatever. Uh, He promised, Joe Biden did, he promised to end the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that he uh, uh, gave Russia permission to do. Check this out, cut one.
4: Mr. President, I have wanted to ask you about this um, Nord Stream project that you've long opposed. You didn't mention it just now by name, nor did Chancellor Scholz. Did you receive assurances from Chancellor Schultz today that Germany will, in fact, pull the plug on this project uh, if Russia invades Ukraine. And did you discuss what the definition of invasion could be?
5: If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, oh, is that what the that border means? of Ukraine uh, Thanks, again, Coach. then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a North Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it.
4: What you, what, how, will you, how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control.
5: We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. There's no way in hell.
4: <laughs> really?
0: How are you going to do that, Joe? What, are you going to bomb it? Are you, you going to send in Navy SEALs to take it? How, how, how are you going to stop this thing?
1: David, could please expand thea for us. This is where your expertise is not going to happen. Are we- <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much.
2: That's great. Our weakness has let the Russians do a lot of bad things. Yeah. It's not worth
0: that, noting he, he, that the uh, German chancellor was asked um, if he would stand in line
7: with that. And he would not say the Nord Stream 2 pipeline by name, but he did say w- our actions will be in line together. That's all I would say. Right.
0: But, but he wouldn't say he would shut it down. And let's face it, he's got to worry about the German people, and they're going to be getting about 70% of their energy from this pipeline. So you think he's really going to put his country in that, in that predicament of shutting down 70% of the energy that they need simply because uh, Potato Head Joe is saying, no, we're, we're, we're going we're to shut that down. <laughs> it's not hyperbole.
2: And Trump would have squeezed them like he was trying to do. He would have squeezed them, you know, for giant monetary gain um, and probably delayed it. Yeah. Speaking
0: yeah. of Biden, he had some more things to say, of course, about the, uh, I don't know, have we really talked about this Russian invasion of Ukraine? That, that uh, Well, the people of
1: Ukraine, if you listen to the people there on the ground, they're feeling no threat. And you're talking to their, the, even their government saying they're not feeling the threat i you know so there's so much that going on here it's just a shame that we can't trust any media anymore to get like you know it's a constant battle to you have to look at seven different things before you know get even some semblance of what's actually happening it's yeah. very frustrating
0: and, Who, and again we go back to the uh the interview uh, mentioning the interview with Matt Kelly um no Matt Lee from, I believe it was the AP, where he was questioning, well, you know, we're releasing this intelligence that uh, Russia's about to invade. Where's the intelligence? Can we see it? Well, I'm telling you it. You know, this whole thing of, well, if I tell you it, that's what it is, you can't actually see it. And uh, if you were to see it, it's just going to be a printout of my statement to you. Um, it was a very eye-opening and hard-hitting uh, question and answer. And, and the guy from the, I believe it was the State Department, he had no, he 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 was just he was just babbling um, and he was caught he was caught basically with his pants down Uh, here's here's Biden talking about that Russian invasion cut number two G
4: thank you Mr. President based on everything you know now do you think that President Putin will authorize an invasion of Ukraine before the end of the winter and what is your message to the roughly 30,000 Americans who are currently in Ukraine do you think that they should leave the country now,
0: pause it right there, because remember just, what was it, about a week ago? They were all, the, the whole message was that invasion is imminent. They were, they were on it. They said, it's about to happen. We're watching all these troop movements. It's about to happen. you got to believe us. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now it's like, well, we're not really sure what's going to happen.
5: So you go, continue. Well, I've had discussions, numerous discussions with. Uh, uh, with uh, With who? Spit it out Russians and particularly with Putin. I can't speak. I don't know that he's even made it. I don't know that he knows what he's going to do. And uh, I think he has to realize that it would be a gigantic mistake for him to move on Ukraine. The impact on Europe and the rest of the world would be devastating and he would pay a heavy price. I have been very, very straightforward and blunt with President Putin, both on the phone and in person we will impose the most severe sanctions that have ever been imposed, economic sanctions. And there will be a lot to pay for that down the road. It will affect others as well. It will affect us somewhat, it will affect Europeans, but it will have profound impact on his economy. And uh, I uh, — I, but I don't know. I know that he's in a position now to be able to invade, almost uh, assuming that uh, um, the, uh, the ground is frozen above Kyiv. Uh, he has the capacity to do that. What he's going to do, I don't know. And uh, I don't think anybody knows but him.
4: to the Americans who are currently in Ukraine, should they leave the country?
5: I think it would be wise to leave the country. Uh, not, I don't mean our — I don't mean — I'm not talking about our diplomatic corps. I'm talking about Americans who are there. I hate to see them get caught in a crossfire if, in fact, they did invade. And there's no need for that. And I, if I were they, if I had anyone there, I'd say leave.
2: Mm. Uh, putin's
5: in control he's holding <sighs> the cards no though
0: Holding what cards for what
2: holding a lot of cards for what though
0: that's my question my my whole question to this and i don't know if anybody sees it the way i do but what is the advantage why would he invade ukraine why would he disrupt everything that's going on he's trying to get this pipeline done it would be a boon to his economy to get it done and get that deal struck with germany why would he do it i think What, he... is, the, what, is, the, what is the advantage?
2: There's, I mean, there's a big strategic advantage, like and, what? Um, you know, the the country of Ukraine and taking Crimea and controlling the Black Sea area. You know, we have carrier groups in there. He's not but they, stupid, but they, our, our, but our, our but they weakness, already have access. Our weakness has done this. It didn't happen under Trump because he gave them not only lethal aid but restored the missile shield in Poland against Soviet intervention or Russian intervention and he also had the toughest in sanctions ever in the Ukraine they were effective they held him at bay putin is testing the waters putin is is pushing us and and nato foreign policy to the brink you know and yeah but, and, but
0: david david when you have the president of the ukraine saying pipe down the rhetoric and he's a friend to our country. I mean, him and him and Trump were were kind of tight, yeah. and they released the the call that they had together. Um, this guy is this, this. is not an old Ukrainian. You know, oh, we, we march to the same beat of the same drum, uh, and we, we we you know follow the old uh, adage of, of we do whatever. There's we, a long history of this Ukraine is, this is and russia uh, This president disputes. is completely different.
2: I I mark my words. Putin will go into the Ukraine. Will he or is he going I think to be he will. Or is he
0: going to be lorded
2: in? He already right? did once. I think he's going to do it because again. Because we've seen the
0: CIA do this. I they want to it, topple governments, right? This is I, what they listen, do. Color revolution.
2: That's I'm what not they do. Supporting, you know, pro-advocacy for war. I'm just telling you that there's I Lost so my like, This
1: is like Slick Rick and Damon. You guys are going to make a bet ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. He says no. They go in. You say they don't Listen, get the. Uh, let's have
0: No, a I, I, I'm no, just wondering if, Putin, if there is an his invasion. Muscles. Whose fault is it going to be? Is the it, it going to be because is it going to be because he's drawn in to defend something, or no, is no. it a legitimate invasion? No, because we don't he's know.
2: poking the West in the eye, and he's probably going to take Eastern Ukraine. I, I, I think it's going to happen. So. Listen, there's a longstanding, you know, 100-year dispute with Ukraine and Russia and leaving the republic, you know, uh, decades ago, leaving the Soviet Union. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of issues here. and um, Putin. But
0: why do they only pop up when when uh, Democrats in
2: office? Why do this they only pop up? Because they, Democrats are weak. And every time a Democrat is in office, that's the true. Russians took Crimea. The Russians took Afghanistan. The Russians take countries over when Democrats are in office because it's there weakness. There has been a great
1: history of that. I mean, we saw it, it on the And it allows and China to test against Taiwan. And we're watching all the relationship building between China and and Putin and Russia. So... I got to be honest with you, I I don't know what to believe anymore, boys. It's an interesting discussion. I think, yeah, see, like, I think you'll see yes, within we'll 30
2: it, days. I think you'll see within 30, 60 days. You'll see.
0: All right. Well, let's go to cut three because this gets very interesting so real quick seconds. before we go to break. Oh, Cut three, G. Thank you
4: all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
8: Let's go. Let's go, guys. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you.
0: Listen to <laughs> it. These people are insane.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. There you
6: have it.
0: Leader of the free world. Yeah. Most votes ever. Yeah. Very confident in his job. And his wife changes his diaper. Yes. Hourly. All right. We'll be back. Last segment coming up live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Monday night. Final segment, man, it has flown by. We appreciate you taking the time. Joining us on a Monday night, kicking off the week with David Zier from Breaking Point. You can check out his show on the weekends, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. or at 8 a.m. He floats around. He'll be on whenever they want him on. He's just that, that committed to it. So you can check out those great interviews that he does. And, of course, Paul Nolan doing news. And we were talking about the whole Russian um Ukraine situation. And let me take you back to May 19th of last year, 2021, where the Biden administration waived sanctions on the company behind Russia's Nord Stream two pipeline company. That's right to Germany. And its chief executive, as Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, said on Wednesday, a move decried by critics of the project. The State Department report sent to Congress uh concluded that the uh, the CEO, Matthias Warnig, an ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin, engaged in sanctionable activities. But Blinken immediately waived those sanctions, saying mm. it was in the U.S. national interest. Mm. So say what you want about this Nord Stream 2 project. Um Biden is the one behind getting it pushed and getting it going again when Trump had sanctions in place to make sure it would not be completed. And then, of course, he went ahead and and shut down the XL pipeline here in this country, further screwing the American people. What say you?
2: Um, I think it's right (laughs) on the money. You know, I think it's right on the money. So, again,
0: uh, what kind of threat is he really waving? We're going to shut down. No, you're not going to shut down. You turned it on, jackass you old coot I mean I don't understand how how people how even the reporters go wait but but uh, mr. president you you guys said it was okay for them to do this uh, last year so so what happened
2: Putin's sharp as attack and he's just poking us in the eye and he's flexing his muscles and trying to restore a sense of nationalism the Russian economy is hurting Um, you know but listen we don't want to strengthen Russian and China relations or Russian Sino relations. And that's the threat here, you know? So, you know, I just, I don't see anything good coming out of it. Yeah.
0: And again, it was, it was turned on by the Biden administration. Again, taking it back to just last year, um, last May 19th. So there you have with that. Hey, let's do the, uh, let's do the WTF before we wind out here. G, um, does it have a ti- Should I give the title? Yes. All right. It's, it's Energy Secretary uh, Jennifer Granholm, who's uh, calling for wind and solar, calls wind and solar the greatest potential peace plan. I wonder if they'll use this over in Russia. Uh, G, go.
1: I'm crazy.
8: This ministerial arrives at a unique and a timely moment for all of us. Obviously, high energy prices have been putting a strain on households on both sides Mm -hmm. of the Atlantic. Uh, Europe, you have seen prices go through the roof. Uh, Of course, tensions between Russia and Ukraine uh, pose threats to the energy security of the the European Union and our friends and partners. And all of this, to your point, underscores the benefits of clean energy. No country has been held hostage to access to the sun. No country has been hostage to the wind. This is not just an energy and climate issue. It also is potentially the greatest peace plan that ever existed to be able to build out energy independence from clean energy.
1: Shut up.
0: (laughs) Unless, of course, you're in North Texas or California and you're suffering rolling blackouts because there's not enough solar power uh, available or wind power to keep everything turned on. Except for that. I mean, other than that, I think she's dead on, right? I was
1: rolling through the Northeast, uh, upstate New York, and we're going through the beautiful countryside. We come out of the mountain range and through this beautiful opening, and to both sides of us, the most gruesome, ominous-looking wind f- farms it, it was it just there's something so like futuristically ugly about them and the, and the impact they have on the environment and the and and the birds and and the migration flights you know to me it's just it's another example of it just looks like corruption at every level to me the people who own these green energy technologies at exxon and mobile you know it, 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 it's the same people and they just keep driving an agenda and they pull you from one place to another to sell you new products and um, It can only take care of like 10% of the grid. That's what people don't know.
2: You'd have to put a windmill every 100 square feet throughout the whole state of Connecticut just to power
1: New York City.
4: It's not (laughs) so efficient.
1: That's right. It's incredibly (laughs) ugly. It's inefficient. It's silly. We're driving through the snow-covered solar panel farms where it used to be a winery, and now it's just solar panels covered in snow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. Way to go. Way to go. Well, it's how we use all the oil and all the gas and all the fuel until it's gone. We'll worry about it then. <laughs>
0: Leave us alone. And, and, and what they're saying is that that's thousands of years in the future.
1: Right. You know, how many times have we heard, uh, you know, the, the, that it was, be, there's a limited supply, there'll be none left. And meanwhile, you know, everywhere you turn, there's, there's new forms of energy coming from the Earth.
0: Amazing stuff. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, did you catch some of the? Uh, you know, of course, the 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 masking policies that are changing. There's an awful lot of people that seem to be Democrats that love to make sure that everybody else, you know, lives by the masking rules, and and they don't. One of which is Stacey Abrams. I don't know if you caught that picture of the
1: weekend. Look
0: at look at this. Isn't that great? Yeah, right. You right. know, because
2: masking works.
1: You know, we didn't get to the crime numbers in New York. I, do you want to, David, do you want to touch on that? Because Yeah,
2: I could do it in about a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. let's bang that I, out, I, because I, I saw
2: them, and they're brutal. Just remember, Loudoun County officials were coaching principals on how to get warrants against students who won't wear masks. Shit. So this is crazy. But yeah, New York City is out of control. Uh, 75 Morton, which is a school, there's a 75 Morton's Snapchat site showing kids being body slammed in the cafeteria. Another, another kid got beat up at a bus stop. Uh, Soho, the wealthiest neighborhood in Manhattan. Crime is up 52% in the last 30 days alone. Celine's was broken into in the middle of the uh, afternoon or night and 50000 Dollars in par, uh, pocketbooks was stolen. Of Louis Vuitton was smashed and grabbed. In, in Westchester, New York, crime is up 30% this year in Harlem alone. In the last few days, an off-duty cop has been shot. A man pummeled was pummeled and run over by a car in a brutal gang assault. Oh, that was brutal. And a city transit bus full of passengers were hit by a stray bullet in broad daylight. And these crimes come on that the, you know the heels of the shooting deaths of two MRPD cops. More cops were shot in 2021 under Biden. Than and any year since Bill Clinton was president in 1995, about 30 cops have been killed in the first 30 days of the year so far. And um, it's out of control. And uh, it's got to be fixed. And then Eric Adams, you know, is uh, just useless. He's useless. Yeah, it,
0: and he's only gotten started. He's only been in the job for a few weeks, and he's already proven to be basically useless. Now, when you're talking about the assault on police, we all know when it started, right? 2009. You know, because... Because that officer acted stupidly by arresting that black man trying to break into a house. Uh, that, was, that was the words of uh, President Obama at the time. That could have been me. That was the, yeah, that was the assault. Because from there, eh, who cares about a beer summit when the entire narrative was police are bad, police are bad. And they just keep... They just kept dialing up the pressure a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and then all of a sudden, what happens? George Floyd, and it and it's that's the narrative. Boom, and it just runs. and This is why we see the the, the spike in crime because now they've glorified the criminal.
1: And we knew that is then. We, we there was evidence showing that Black Lives Matter and Antifa had plans to deploy all kinds of people the next incident of that that national media attention, and they would run with it and they would run with their next level of their agenda and all that has been scrubbed from the internet as well just again it's soviet style propaganda at every level and it always supports the bottom-up top-down communist playbook yeah
0: exactly and, and again it's something that uh, we talk about as often as possible because the cnn's of the world won't all right. Thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military, active and retired, our first responders, EMTs, police, firefighters, everybody serving on the front lines. We appreciate it and thank you so much for uh, for what you do out there. Everybody watching at home, we thank you. Of course, Paul Nolan, David Zier. Gino and Fran in the booth, keeping this thing running, and of course, you guys at home. Again, we appreciate you taking the time, spending it with us. Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. We will see you tomorrow. That's mañana for all our, our, our Spanish friends. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see we'll see you then. Peace.